interrogation of a hip-hop album where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums put them on the stand see if they stood the test of time now let's see who we got on the stand today order in the court welcome to another episode of rap in order i'm first class reg i'm tori mb how you feeling today my good sir i'm doing good i'm doing good this shirt Calls for the occasion. Yeah, man. Uh, Scorp the the tour. I forgot what the name of the tour was. Was I it think called it was Scorpion? Scorpion. Was it called yeah, the Scorpion, yeah. Scorpion Scorpion World Tour. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amigos opened. Yes. Yes. I don't know why. Like Drake's. It's funny. Before I even say this, um, and I didn't even mean this as a bar in any way, but I feel like Drake's tours are all a blur. <laughs> you get? It? You see what I did? I didn't even mean to do that. I thought about it before I said it, but. They all feel like a blur, man. I don't feel like there's any like highlights from his tours that people talk about. I mean, well, with this 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 current tour, uh, he has a huge Virgil. He talks to his young yeah. self. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe on the on the Scorpion tour, he had a Lamborghini hanging from the ceiling. Was yeah, that the, was that the Scorpion, that was tour? Scorpion tour? Okay, and and that was when he started basically doing the Dane Cook, where it was like a vicious circle, like where he would come out and he would be like in the center. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And people, people talk about the. Oh, you know what? I take that back because people do talk about the Club Paradise tour. Yeah, I Club think that Paradise was for the tour acts. Was like, yeah, they talk about that because, yeah, you had Kendrick, you had Rocky, yeah, you know, you had. That was Cole. basically his hard knock life tour. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they do, they do. I take that back. Um. So yeah, we're talking about Drake, and that's because the album that we're getting into today is from Drake. Um, yes. We've done a handful of Drake albums right, um, right now. Right? Yeah, we tried to uh, slip nothing was the same in there, but nope. Yeah, you know what, it's though? The it would have been, I was just about to say, it would have been appropriate because the anniversary just passed. Nope. Um, That was 10, and it's been 10 fucking years since that album. Which I, is, I made a Vine video driving in my car down FDR Drive singing, um... What's hold the, on, we're going home? Yeah. <laughs> that's content right there. Yeah, man, that's content. Driving... Hold on, we're going home. Was you speeding? No, I'm not. A, I'm not a fast driver at all. I'm a you're actually driver. not. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't have. A, I don't have a heavy foot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but okay. So we're getting into this album. Scorpion is the album, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. Um, this album came out in 2018. Um, this album was a very big moment for Drake and for Drake fans. You know, because we because Drake fans came to the realization that this man was not Teflon at that time. You know, he was put to the test. Before this album came out, of course, I'm talking about his beef with, with Pusha T. It changed a lot. It changed a lot for how people saw Drake at the time. It changed the trajectory for him just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because this album still went on to sell like 700 and something thousand copies. Yeah, because, I mean, Drake is Drake. Yeah, Drake is Drake. And even despite all of that, you know, he had some of his biggest hits on this album. You know, you had In My Feelings. You had um, Nice For What. Those were on this album, despite everything that was happening. Um, you had Nonstop, um, which was like a political hit. God's Plan. <laughs> yeah, God's Plan was on this. <laughs> it, it's just colossal. Like, he has so many... I want to say, what, there's seven singles off this album? Um, God's Plan, Nice For What, I'm Upset was the first single. Um, Fucking dud. Yeah, I hated that song. Oh, my God. Um... What else is on here? I said nonstop. Let's see. Yeah, seven. God's, God's plan, nice for what I'm upset. Don't matter to me and my feelings. Nonstop mob ties. Hate it, don't matter to me. What a what a fucking asshole. Like what do you think? <laughs> who do you think you are? You go dig up Michael Jackson vocals. Like, what do you what do you think featuring Drake featuring Michael Jackson? And he really could have he really could have just used the weekend. Bro. He really could have. He could have just called Abel and said, "Hey man, I, I, give me give me some false stuff." And what would have been crazy? What's crazy is that would have been a much bigger moment for him because people want to see him and Weekend back together. Yeah, 
Absolutely. That been a much bigger moment. But you know, Drake, he thought that was a flex. I, I can have these? Yeah. Uh, 40, we got to get in the studio and do this, man. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, yeah. Um. So, okay, Scorpion. Everything that happened with Pusha T, how do you think that affect that affected this album? Uh, it, it affected everything. I think he went to Wyoming and a monkey wrench got thrown in his shit. And I think that's why he was furious. He was steaming with Kanye because he was opening up. He was going through a lot because, you know, that was him finding out about his um, son Adonis. Mm-hmm. And I think that his world was changing at that time because he, you know, for a lot of people, to, some some men say that you don't become a man until you have your first son. And I think for him, going through the circumstances of it being with a woman that you know, he probably didn't, yeah, that wasn't his girl. He didn't want her to be um, the mother of his child, but he had to deal with it. Took the paternity test, did all that stuff. And he goes to Wyoming, you know, Kanye is, you know, not in the best place. And, you know, him and Kanye had like some real personal conversations. He shared some things with Kanye, you know? um, And then next thing you know, Pusha T makes his, his song infrared. And a lot is, you know, talked about and hinted at. And then, Drake responds with Duppy Freestyle. And, which was really good. Yeah. And then we get story of Adidon and the doors got blown off. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, he Pusha T held held no punches. He talked about his mom and his dad. He talked about his uh his newborn son. Talked about 40. He talked about 40, tick, tick, tick. Mm-hmm. Um that you and 40, we we love you. We want you here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he he used the album cover. To uh, uh, he he found an old picture of Drake from his teen years, um, mm-hmm. in blackface, mm-hmm. and at the time, the only thing that Drake publicly responded to was that. Yeah. To to address what the reason why he was in blackface, it just looked it just it was just all bad. The optics were terrible. Um, he really had Drake reeling. Drake, you know, Jay Prince had to get involved. It was a lot, man. Drake had to release a statement about that. It really was like Takeover and Ether all over again. Yeah, it was. Um, I wish Drake just would have put the song out. Personally. You think there is a song? Yeah, I think there's a song. Drake, that's Drake. what some people were saying, too, that like Jay Prince called it off, but then people were saying, like, oh, like, they're just saying that because they just want the beef to be over. Uh, I, I think with Jay, I, Golden Goose. I think Jay, Jay Prince saying, oh, my God, this would have ended everything. I think that was... Bullshit rapper. People always say that. Oh man, if you would have heard this. Yeah, I think that was bullshit. I think that was smoke. But um, I definitely think that Drake. You know, uh, researching this project, mm-hmm. the producers that worked on this project said that Drake pretty much like everything revolves around the studio. Like playing, like he'll play video games, he'll play basketball, he'll do something, and then it'll revolve around going to the studio. I'll be like, all right, be right back. Go mm-hmm. quarter verse and come back. So he's if he's if Drake is you know the artist that you know everyone says he is, he's always recording. So. I'm pretty sure there's plenty of unreleased verses of him just talking about Pusha T, calling calling him all kind of names, talking about his wife. Yeah. You know, talking about his brother, you know, just, just it's probably all kinds of stuff, him, him talking about it. And I, just I can think, see that. I can see that. Yeah. I just think that uh, also another thing, um, Drake, uh, fell, he he fell victim to the double the double album curse. Yeah, he did. Um, So people thought that. My myself included thought that this would be more digestible because he's tried to do something that people have always wanted Drake to do, which was like give us a full rap album and then separate the singing. This is probably the closest that we've gotten to that because he tried to give you side A and side B, like one yeah. side singing, one side rapping, but it just ended up being a bloated mess. This is twenty five songs in total. Um, so like, and I was going over it, right? And I was like listening and I'm like, man, why does this album get such a bad rap? Because it has such colossal moments on here. You know, we named, we named seven of them. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, when you get into the actual album, you got some of his worst songs that he's ever made on here. Like Ratchet Happy Birthday. It's a terrible song. It's. It, I'm telling you, he I had think to drive James Fauntleroy into that mess. <laughs> I think. I think a lot. I think this album was supposed to sound completely different mm-hmm. before that Wyoming trip, yeah. and I think Kanye got in his head, and I think he second guessed a lot of things, and I think that's why he was so upset with Kanye because mm-hmm. Kanye kind of does that to him often. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
um, you know, the best I ever had video. Like I like Kanye just constantly fucks with him. And mm-hmm. I think that like because he respects and loves Kanye so much, he take he hangs on to every word that Kanye says. Yeah. And I think sometimes Kanye just be talking. Like with no like with no reference, he just be saying shit. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Kanye was like, yo, man, I think I think you should just fucking um have somebody throw water balloons at you while you're recording a record that'll help you. And I think Drake and would do that do, do that shit. I'm dead serious, yeah, bro. Like, like, I hope the elevation of your voice. Um, shit. Um, even though I love the song "Find Your Love," I th- there's people that say that Kanye the gave it. Yeah, like song. Kanye just like ruined like like. So I I, I definitely see like where like the sabotaging comes mm-hmm. and like he fucks with him and I think in that um interview that he had with Elliot Wilson when Drake put out the I mean when Kanye put out the song uh, uh damn I forgot loop loop uh scoopity poop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Lift yourself. Yeah, up, li- yeah. Lift yourself up. That was supposed to be a Kanye song. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a a Kanye and Drake song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, Kanye was fucking with him. He was like, Yo, he oh he's trying to he's trying to end me. Like mm-hmm. you know. So Drake knew that, and I just think, I think Kanye is just like you know he's like the fucking Joker. He has no there's no rhyme or reason why he does shit. He no, just does it. He just does that yeah. shit. And um, I think that's that's essentially where it goes. But um, let's get into this album. All right, man. Um, so yeah, so it kicks off with survival. Yes. Right. It's produced by No ID and Forty. Mm-hmm. What do we think of this? Um, he is cool. Like, I mean, it, that this one thing that Drake gonna do. Drake gonna give He's us gonna an intro. Give you a good intro. He's gonna give you a very mm-hmm. good intro. He addresses the meek shit. He addresses the daddy shit. Mm-hmm. He alludes to suicidal thoughts. Um, it's sampled by um German producer Telex. Mm-hmm. Which was, you know, a great sample. Um, it's dope because pretty much it's like all of Drake's intros pretty much are catching you up yeah. with everything that's going on. Yeah. And I think that he did a great job um with this intro. Like, you know, like I definitely have like a list of Drake's top intros. I wanna get into that later. But okay. okay. Yeah, I think I think Drake don't mess when it comes to intros. I don't think he does either. Um this this is fantastic. Fantastic intro. And um he don't, it's no breather. It goes right into this fucking take heat banger mm-hmm. nonstop, which was everywhere, mm-hmm. everywhere. The the, ch- the challenge popped up on, um I think, was it TikTok at the time? But it was just online where they would flip a switch and then you turn it on and you somebody else or you wearing something else. Like everybody I, I was ain't doing that I, shit. I was, I was loving it when the women was doing that shit. Yeah, and like, you know, like cool. they'll be like, and like, like, you know, have they, they, they uh bonnets on and shit and be in a robe and then like they drop down and they be dropping. Oh down. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, man, that's, that's you know. <laughs> that was a good time, man. Twenty eighteen, man. That's crazy. It was so long ago, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, so nonstop became a huge hit. Um, but even then, right? I'm listening to this and I'm like, man, so much has happened in Drake life. Is he just about to just like not address it, what's current? And just kind of just go over it. It was a possibility. But then, you know, Elevate came and went. I that didn't song really suck. Yeah, I didn't really care for Elevate. Um, but then he gets into it on emotionless. The boy was on the road. Emotionless is like perfectly mixed. Like it sounds incredible. Flawless Mariah Carey sample, still has her on the hook. She ties into what he's talking about on the song so well. Um, I wasn't hiding the world from my. I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world. No, what do you say? I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the, my. Damn it. Yeah. I, I wasn't, wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid. Or I wasn't hiding my the world from my kid. No, I don't know. But y'all know. Yeah, y'all, y'all know. know the line. It's a but tongue twister. It's a great. It's a great line. It was just like, damn, wow. Okay, so. He kind of just goes into, okay, it's going to kill me. I have to know this lyric. <laughs> um, wait, emotionless. I, I thought it was really funny because he opens it saying, don't hit me. Don't text me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't lick me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Don't lick me. Don't hit me when you hear this and tell me it's your favorite song. Yeah, but, okay. Let me see. What does he say? I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid. Okay, I said From empty souls who just wake up and look to debate. Until you staring at your seed, you can never relate. Breaking news in my life, I don't run to the blogs. The only ones I want to tell are the ones I can call. He's just so good with, like, tying things together the way that he does. Because it's so simple 
it's very simple. Drake is a very, he's not complex. He's not a complex rapper, and I think that's why he goes over so well with a lot of people. That's true. Because it's not like double, triple, entendre you to death. He throws those in there sometimes. But where he shines is shit like this, where he could just strip away the complexity and just make it so simple. Um, I think this song did so good for him at the time because I was like, damn. It was very, it was very open. Very yeah. Personal. It was very open. The production was so good. And then he was like, all right, nigga, let's get back to these hits. And then God's Plan comes, comes on right after I that. hate that song. I hate that video. Have I you hate always everything. hated it? I always hated it, bro. Wow. I hated it. And that's, I, Cardo, and it, that's Cardo on that cowbell. I mean, that's that's fine. Shout out to Cardo. I hate I hated it, bro. Like, and and not God's plan, but like the song. Mm-hmm. Like, I just it was unneeded, bro. Like, I just I didn't like it. It felt like it felt like some shit Taylor Swift would do, bro. You know what's crazy? It's funny because this shows you how things have changed. Back then, when this video came out. Drake got so much applause for this video because he gave away money. He did this. He did that. It was performative. But I feel like if it came out now, people would fucking boo him to death. Like, this is so performative. This is so fucking lame. But when it came out then, I remember people like, man, this video like got me in the feels. Like, this is so nice. Blah, blah, blah. That could not happen now in 2020. That was so fucking stupid, bro. It, it was, was very performative. Was performative. Super performative. But I'll admit, back then when it came out, I fucked with it. It was great. It was nice to see. It was cool. Um, but yeah, I do not ever need to hear this song again. Yeah, please God, no. Never again. And then he follows it up and gives us a two-pack of ass with yeah. I'm Upset. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I'm upset. And what Drake does, um, when he releases a song that people are like, eh, about, he puts out a really good video for it. <laughs> he put he put out this video, and I wasn't, by no means that I watched the grassy. I was outside when it came on. Like, I was really, really outside. So, like, when I came on, I, I had no idea that Drake was in Degrassi. I didn't even know what Degrassi was. Yeah, I only know about Degrassi because everyone kept saying, oh, Drake from Degrassi. Yeah, from Degrassi. And I was like, what the fuck is Degrassi? But I can recognize that this was cool because it was all the original cast from Degrassi. And they did like a whole moment. Like I caught the nuances, of course, after like people told me and I read about it. But I just thought it was really, really cool. It was well done. You know what I wish? I wish that Hakeem from Oisha didn't die and he became a famous rapper and he had Drake's career. That would be so much better. <laughs> That's so... Wait, what? That's so random. Why? Uh, I just think he deserved to be the famous rapper over Drake. Hakeem? Yeah. I mean, rest in peace to, to him. Um, I'm just saying he deserved it. Why did he... He wasn't trying to be a rapper. Yes, was he, he was. To, he oh, was he trying, was. He was trying to be a rapper. He was trying to be a rapper, bro. Hakeem, he man. He was nice, bro. Damn. We got Drake, man. He was actually a good actor, too. Because yeah. I remember him in, um, was it Tales from the Hood? He was in one of those movies, bro. But I'm, Tales from I, the Hood. I just think Hakeem was dope, bro. I just think. <laughs> That's so random. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I had a choice, like, I don't, I don't, I don't want anything to happen to Drake. I just, I'm just saying, like, I just, if I had a choice, I'd have been like, yo, him, God, I mean, make him the one, you know, and like, he, like, blows up and becomes, like, this famous rapper. That would have been fly. You know what I'm saying? Been fly. But he couldn't escape the Brandy curse. So you know, oh, I knew go there, man. Leave Brandy alone. I feel like she's going to therapy for that. You think she's going to therapy for lying about her marriage? I think she probably did because her mom talked us talked her into doing that because she was being sold as like this this Perfect girl, next, wholesome door. girl yeah. next door. So it was like, oh, you got pregnant? Well, no. Like, that's that's your man. That's how we're going to market this. Yeah. You're going to say you got married. Yeah, so. yeah. Mm. Well. You know? It happens. But you follow up, I'm upset with 8 out of 10, which is fucking brilliant. Yep. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant song. Too rich for who? Y'all just got rich again. I like that shit is just it's so good like there's so many like there's such subtlety to the disses in this song Mm -hmm. your wifey your wifey yeah man he's just he is talking on this he's talking he got on his uh, L shit yeah definitely 
I, I definitely, I definitely would love to hear. I want to, I want Drake and LL to interview each other. Yeah. No, I'm dead serious. You said Drake and LL. I just want to hear them talk and discuss like that because like they're like the the ladies men of the rap game, mm-hmm. and I would just love to hear them just talk and like basically like those subtle shots at all the people they don't fuck with in the interview. <laughs> And then just discuss, like, talk about, like, groupies from back then versus groupies now and shit like oh, that. Oh, yeah, because Drake can share the perspective now. Yeah. Like, I just That'd would like to, I would like to just hear the both of them just discuss the process of being on top. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, rap beefs, like, shit like that. I just would like to hear the both of them just discuss, like, their ways. Like, they're very, they're very similar in a lot of ways. Yeah. With man. their career, man. That's so. interesting. LL, a lot of, a lot of artists have been very similar to LL over the years. Nelly being one. Nelly yeah, like looked up to LL. Yeah, Nelly did, and then yeah. Flo- and then and then Nelly inspired Flo Rida. Yes, for sure, for sure. But what Flo Rida did with it, he is making bank yeah, right now. He's chilling. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, man, this is this is a flawless record. The production is great. Um, shout out to Boy Wonder on that. Um, it's just it's laced so well. Even the sample that it ends with the the plies. Mm-hmm. You mad. <laughs> you big mad. Yeah. Drake is funny. I'm happy. Leave me alone. Um, yeah, no, this is this is a flawless record. And then um, yeah, man, I didn't want to go track for track, but then it starts to pick up from here. You know, you got you got mob ties, which I really like. And mob ties being after eight out of ten is so smart. It is. I, so smart. He did the first. I'll say this: the first diss he he actually execute like it. You know, it, it didn't it didn't really go off the rails mm-hmm. or whatever like that. I think he he should have rethought things. Yeah, man. Um. Yeah. Mob ties. Mob ties is really good. Um. Him. This this relationship with him and um and Jay Prince, man. I want to know the inner workings of that of what Jay Prince probably promises him. <laughs> um. The loyalty package is just crazy for him. I don't know what it is because it wasn't until I was talking to y'all when when um we was talking the other day about how I think because somebody shared a clip in the chat of um how he shouted out a Megan in the crowd and he was like not that Megan this Megan and it was like kind of shady to mm-hmm. to Megan Thee Stallion and I'm like yo what the fuck is his issue with Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, and then, and then I, I pointed out, yeah, yeah, he's in like uh, Jay Prince and Carl Crawford. Yeah, they're they're business partners, mm-hmm. and Carl Crawford is who Megan used to be signed to uh, fifteen oh one records mm-hmm. and uh, based out of Houston. Yeah, and yeah, like is it, it all ties in together, and I just think that um, Jay Prince is is a is, he he's a, a dot connector, like mm-hmm. he he's a he's a middleman in a lot of deals and a lot of things that happen, um, and I think that like. Uh, He's he's kind of just like he's like a, a the last the last of a dying breed in the music industry. He's basically like the big red from the five heartbeats uh, yeah. of the music industry, you know. And like you know, it used to be Suge Knight, but I think I Suge Knight causes his like own Suge demise. Knight. Yeah. But like with Jay Prince, like there's so many stories about him, like things happening with like the feds and like being on like the the wanted list, him being so close to Larry Hoover. Mm-hmm. Artists coming out and like vouching for those things, and like whenever like he comes out and makes like these records where he's just talking, like nobody tells him to shut the fuck up. Nobody, nobody. Yeah. Anytime somebody comes out and still calls um Diddy Puffy, I know like ah oh, man, this nigga thorough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If you call, yeah, nobody calls Diddy that anymore. Right. They just say Puff or Diddy. Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyway, so yeah, so after Mob Ties. Which is an incredible production. We get into Can't Take a Joke. Can't Take a Joke is produced very thoroughly, very well. The knock on it is incredible. Um, but it's kind of a filler. He's not really talking about shit. It's just, you don't know what my problem is with Drake? I don't like... I like Drake to be confident and cocky. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't like him to rap about being rich so much. Like He kind of leans into it to a little like luxury rap. And like you know, I feel like that's like Jay Z, Two Chains, Rick Ross's lane. Yeah, we've seen it done to the highest power. Right. So like when Drake leans into that, I'm kind of like, all right, bro. Like, do you cool. like when Tyler does it? I do like when Tyler does it. I went because 
is is certain people that do it like I I'm just like like I get it because like it's a part of their lifestyle and shit like that and like Drake it just feels like he kind of like does whatever's like the flavor of the moment. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think like he like really lives this shit. I think like all right, he's rich now, so like he has to do it. But Tyler, like you know that he has things that he's very very into and invested in. And, like like li- he like lives certain shit. Drake, like whatever's hot at the moment, like you kind of feel like all right, that's what he that's what he's on right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, I could be wrong. Maybe maybe Drake knows all about this luxury shit, but I just don't believe it. I see how he dresses. Yeah, no, he dresses terribly. He dresses so, terribly, yeah. no matter how much money he has. It's so bad. It's so bad. I'd rather he just lean into being a terrible dresser. Yeah. That's what I'd rather him do. Yeah, man. Just, um, just do that. Yeah. Um, but Sandra's Rose. He has a DJ premiere beat. Yeah. Sandra's Rose, dedicated to his mom, mm-hmm. who also had her own florist shop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he... Uh, it was it was cool. Um, definitely, uh, this is this is like bringing it like current. Like, there's a Charlemagne diss in there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting. Sandra's role. Shit, it's, man, the production on this shit. Huh. When I was revisiting this album, I'm like, damn, yo, this is... There's obviously the... um, There's a takeaway from this album where it has like a, a smudge on it because of everything. And that's two albums that have smudges on them from Drake. Despite there being some good music on there. You know, you got... If you're reading this, which is incredible... But then yeah, you got the Quinn favorite. Miller thing. That's, that's my that's my favorite Drake album. You got the Quinn Miller thing. And then you got this album, which is bloated, but it has some of his biggest hits that he's ever had right. on here. It's like the crossover album. Yes. But then, you know, you got the Pusha T thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's interesting. Um, But then, you know, Sandra's Rose takes us into Talk Up with Hove. There's a Hove feature on here mm-hmm. with an incredible beat from DJ Paul. And I don't give a fuck about this song. Yeah, and it, and it has an NWA sample in there. Yeah. Um, do you think that this is this is their fifth collaboration together? Do you, do you think which what do you what do you think is their best collaboration? Uh, I think it's probably Pound Cake. Pound Cake over over Light Up. Yes. Light Up. I didn't like that beat. Okay. It's a weird beat. Pound Cake was good. Um. Because it's more interesting. It's not, it's not the typical Drake sunning whoever he's working with, because uh-huh. Drake, um, Hove does that a lot. Where whoever the new rapper is, that's the moment guy. Mm-hmm. Whoever's the new guy or the the it guy at the moment, Hove always makes sure he suns them in some way. Mm-hmm. And I've always been like, oh, why do you have to do that? Like, why do you have to big homie everybody all the time? Just rap with these niggas. Memphis Bleak School. Huh? Memphis Bleak School. I guess so. And um and so hearing them hearing them on Pound Cake was good because they sounded like they were leveled out on the same wavelength, I guess. But Drake sounded better in my opinion on on, on Pound Cake. I think he got the best of him on Pound Cake. On Pound Cake? Mm-hmm. I think he got the best of him. It wasn't him just being sunned and just being appreciative of whole being there. He actually stepped up and rapped with him. So that was dope. I think it's definitely pound cake. I'll, I'll concede to that. Yeah, this is this is their this is this collab. Well, no, their collab on Certified Lover Boy is the worst that they've had so far. Yeah, I feel like that was like an extra verse that he had from Jay. He yeah. just used it. Like, all right, fuck, it, I'm just gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, you know. Um... I think on Is There More, to me, that was, like, classic classic Drake. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was kind of talking about, like, what was going on with, like, Cash Money at that time. And that's when everybody started alluding to why, why this was a double disc. Mm-hmm. So he can get out of his deal with Cash Money. And I'm not 100% sure what is going on with that anymore because it was like, all right, I thought he was signing to Young Money. I know Young Money is a imprint, but it's just, like... It's just weird, like understanding like the inner workings. Like, all right, he's young money, cash money, universal, mm-hmm. Mo- universal Motown, rap a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I really, I really it's don't so it's, how it's it so works. confusing. Like, and it's like there's so many like hands in the pot. But I mean, like, I guess it works. Like, you know, Drake, Drake don't look like he got his hand out for, like hurting for nothing. So yeah, I think he Drake is Drake is fine. Yeah, he's Jewish. He he's calculated. Hey, there's not nothing negative. I ain't saying nothing negative. He's calculated. It's a compliment. All right, cool. Just saying. Um, so yeah, is there more takes us into the B side of this album? Um, 
And we kick off with Peak, which is pretty weak, in my opinion. It is. Um, but as much as I dislike hearing Drake sing, like this, this right here on Peak, what he's doing is pretty much what set him apart from other art, from other rappers. And it just, it just works for him. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's like, it's, that's Peak Drake. Yeah. In my opinion, like he's not the best vocalist, or anything mm-hmm. like that. Even though, like his his vocals, not on this song in particular, but like you could tell, like all right, he's probably been taking like some singing classes mm-hmm. or something like that. He's definitely been doing something working with a vocal coach. Yeah, he's enough for the casual. That's why he's popular because he's enough for the casual listen, casual singer to sing along. Yeah, I agree, and, and not hate their own voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, summer games. Eh. I wish he would have gave this song to a. Uh, like a a a teen art, like a teen teen bopper pop pop artist. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this song, like he like he could have wrote this and like maybe Bieber's a little bit too old for it now, but like one of those those Disney kids that assigned Hollywood Records, yeah, like wrote this, penned this song and gave it to one of them, mm-hmm. and just did that. Like did like this song was impressive, like writing wise for Drake to me. Uh, as far as like I'm like yo, if he gives this song to another artist, this song's a number one hit mm-hmm. for that artist. Like it was, I don't think Drake does that. Enough. I mean, he used to when he first came out. He used to give records to people, but I think he said something about like he wasn't going to do that much more. Like I think, yeah. I think he felt underappreciated or something like I that. I think he should get back in that bag. I think he should just do that. I know Maybe he's yeah. too big of an artist now to do it. Maybe, but I think it was really cool. Like you know how he did. He gave Unthinkable to Alicia Keys or yeah. wrote it with her. Um, uh, Fall for Your Type, he gave to Jamie Foxx. He recorded the demo version and then he gave Ooh, it to Jamie Foxx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a... That's all had me fucked up over, that was over a, this one situation, boy. Whoa, Jamie boy. Drake's version. Drake's version. Drake's version yeah. had more feeling. Yeah, um, it did. It did. I ain't... Ooh, Jamie boy. just studied what Drake did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I, what a time. What a time. All right, anyway. Um. Yeah, so... Anyway, Summer Games goes into Jaded. And Jaded... Dirty Mac Drake. Jaded is one of Drake's best songs he's ever made. Yeah, Dirty Mac Drake, man. Man. You you know who Huh? Who you think's the better Dirty Macker? Him or who? Oh, LL. Oh, LL. (laughs) Gotta be LL. That's that's what I I was saying. Mac Dirty. (laughs) LL, just... That was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He's so like shameless with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jaded is just incredible. Yeah, I might listen to that on the on the on the Uber ride home. Yeah, Jaded, Jaded is one of the like the best Drake songs. Yeah, ever. it's incredible. And then you got you got Todd Dollar Sign for the Parsley. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's just what he does best. Yep. He's just he's just serving his purpose. It's just an incredible song. And when you know what it's about, because he was fucking with. Georgia Smith at the time. Georgia Smith had him fucked up. He shouldn't have been fucking with her because she's so much younger than him. But I digress. Um, His pimp hand ain't that strong. Nah. So that a young chick like that fuck your head up? And, yeah, and, and, and that's you Drake? true. That's true. Ladies and gentlemen, I understand. I'm not saying that like he should have he should have had the upper hand. But come on, like he's more experienced, and she was the one yeah. to actually set him straight. And you know. It's unfortunate. I'm glad. I'm glad she got away from him, man. You know. Yeah, no, she's Big doing her own queen. thing right now. She yeah. seemed like she's chilling. Yeah, man. Women, women from from she's from London, correct? Uh, I believe so. Yes. Women from from London are are, are extremely um, what is the word? They're very, they they have like they they're not less feminine, but like they just have more of like an aggressive like outlook on things mm-hmm. and like the way they go about things like. So, like, Drake probably was coming at her with all of that shit. And she was like, I know I look like this, but, like, mm-hmm. you, you sound like a herb. Like, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, she does, yeah, she lives in London. So, like, when he said the line in the second verse, he goes, drag me, like, two hours to your family's house for what he was talking about. Because it was documented that at that time, she took him to visit her parents mm. when he had his shows out in London. Um. So have my, have you know my he, he put on, with, man. you know, he put on his best like uh, TV host voice. Yeah, probably did a yeah. whole bunch of like loud laughing. Yeah, and um, and they got matching tattoos. I don't know if they've covered them, but they do got matching tattoos. Number eleven. Don't he have a matching tattoo with Rihanna too? Yeah, this nigga is crazy. that nigga is just 
And I'm not even like I'm. I'm just saying like yeah, it's like Rihanna and Georgia Smith. You gonna get matched tattoos with women. Uh-huh. Those are the women you get matched tattoos with. I just think like he just doesn't learn. <laughs> Yeah. And she, I think she cheated on him with uh, with some dude that she was seeing at the time. Oh, uh, man, that's great. I'm so happy yeah. that happened to him. Yeah. I don't know. Drake had it coming. He did, man. He, I don't know, man. What would relationship Drake be like, though? What, like, okay, Drake is 36, right? 30, he's, 36, he's, turning, he's turning 37. We're, yes. we're, we're about to go into October. October's very young. Yeah. He'll be 37. What do you think relationship Drake would be like? How do you think that would change his music? Like public relationship Drake. Because everything that we've known of Drake well, I, so far has been speculative with his relationships. It was never confirmed that he was in a relationship with Rihanna or confirmed that he was in a relationship with Georgia Smith. Like, or SZA. Or SZA. Like, well, he said that he dated her. But yeah. like I'm talking about like... Nigga leaving his crib, holding hands, like being in a relationship. I don't think I don't think we'll ever get that. I think he'll always be private about his relationship unless it's another superstar, which I also don't think that he would do. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I think that we'll probably never hear from her. She'll probably be an older woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just I don't I don't think I think I think uh I think we'll hear about his their, their disagreements and their arguments and stuff like that. I just mm-hmm. don't I don't know. I just think if Drake ever like settles down to get married, like Drake, uh, it'll be somebody that that we did, like is like an unknown or like she's like like she's probably well off, but like we don't know how or some shit like that. But I would love to see him eventually on some fly hove shit. My lady ain't no bitch. She get whatever I own. Some you know, just some regular slick talk shit with his, with a girl. You see how hove found a way. I don't think Drake friends have let that happen because I think the minute like a, a a lady comes into his life like that, all his friends have to like fall back, and I, I think they actually enjoy yeah, yeah. Uh, being in his entourage and being in his circle and things like that. Once what you get a wife, like all that friendship shit, kind of it don't it don't end, but like yo, you haven't you leaning on your niggas so much, yeah, that don't happen because you have your wife, you have your partner. Whole, I just whole think, circle changed a lot. Yeah, his circle changed a lot, and it was kind of like yo, you ain't married, mm-hmm. fuck out, you know. That's true. So, um, I think for Drake, like I think that. Certain things just won't won't work out for him. If if he get, if he gets a relationship, I think a lot of his friends, you know, we like Chubbs. Chubbs gonna be pissed. Mm-hmm. I want to <laughs> see what his forties is gonna be like as an artist because I mean he's he's closer to his forties now. I would love to see what that's like. I'm curious, yeah. but um, but nice for what? My nice shit. for what is my shit for real? Everything hits with that song. Yeah, shout sample. out to shout out to. Okay, you say it. Mm-hmm. You the say sample, it. Uh, the, the Lauren Hill sample. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got uh who is a legendary, is it a, a big, uh, shit, New Orleans. Oh, Big Frida. Yes. Shout out to Big Frida, who really, really ties this song together. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the Shiggy Challenge. Got the Shiggy Challenge. Well, not oh, no, from this Shiggy song. Shiggy was in my feelings. But Shiggy's in this, no, he's in He's in, the, in my feelings video, but he's not in this video, right? He's in, in my feelings. No, this video was the was the big, like, feminist okay. video. You right. Know, Ma- actually, yeah. Tiffany did I write that down? Okay, I didn't write it down right, yeah. but it was a bunch of ladies. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got it wrong. My bad, yeah, y'all. I'm had, sorry, y'all. You had a bunch I'm blurring, of, like, I'm blurring very some, I'm blurring powerful, moments. powerful women um, in the industry in this yeah. video. Shout out to Lauren Hill for ruining the perception of relationships with X Factor. <laughs> And she was just doing her, man. She was just talking. It's not her fault that a lot of women just kind of internalized what she was talking about. You know? Um, but, yeah. <laughs> nice for what? <laughs> that's not like a whole nother pod. Um, nice for what? Nice for what was incredible. It's still a flawless song. When it, still com- when it comes on, still, mm-hmm. it still it gets does what hype. it needs to do. Yeah. Hype. It's a great song. Great, great song. Great single. Finesse is great. Finesse. When it came out, I told myself I wanted to experience this in a strip club, and I never did. Um, I don't even know if they played it in the strip club. Yeah. He but, shit it on Sophie in this one. His baby mom. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he took a shot at her. Um, oh, no, yeah, he did. Um, yeah. Wait, what did he say on this? You yeah. wrote it down? <clears throat> no, I didn't. I'm sorry. But um, He definitely did. Uh, he, no, like, he, I'm took just... a, he took a couple shots at her in the past. You know, He said baby mom is a fluke. Um. I forget what song that was where he was like, Baby Mom is a fluke. And I'm like, bro, you can't say that, bro. Yo, shitting on Sophie, man. Yeah, why would you say she that? You can't say that, man. She's out here like meeting popes and shit. Yeah, but, yo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like he like Drake, Drake was just on his peak Scorpion shit. Like a Scorpio shit, man. Mm-hmm. Like he just he just a fucking Scorpio to to the fucking end. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, finesse. Finesse is a great low light song. Like it's just very like it's made for the strip club. Yeah, it it's is. A, it's a great low key song. Very, it's a sleeper in Drake's catalog, I believe. Um, Ratchet Happy Birthday, one of the worst songs he's ever put out. Terrible song. I yeah. hate that song. Yeah, man, it's 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 just as bad as uh, Jocelyn from Love and Hip Hop's. Um, do it like it's your birthday, baby. Do it like it's my birthday, baby. That shit, that shit hard. I like that. <laughs> do it like, like it's do it like, like it's Jocelyn. my B day, baby. I like Jocelyn. She she's ridiculous and she knows it. I fuck with <laughs> Jocelyn. Um, but yeah, write your happy birthday, man. So many good people on one song that just go to shit. Yeah. Um, that's how you feel. It's dope. Would you would you sub women if you was a rapper? I probably would, yeah. Okay. I probably would. Just to get it off my... Because cause rappers, it's their diary, right? Okay. So they just... They, they got to get shit off. I wouldn't surprise them with shit. It oh, would be things that... Drake you know, surprises women with, he his, does. with his messiness. See, that's the difference. I wouldn't do that. I, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> I think I would hit them up like, hey, heads up. You want to know I what gave I... gave you a couple bars on this. You want to know what I find funny? Is that I believe at this time, like... I think him and Nikki were trying to mend their relationship. They were, yeah. But I just find it funny. If I was Drake, I would never fuck with Nikki again. Why? Because you that? know that Nikki told Meek that he don't write his own shit. You think she the one? Yes. Like, look. Let's look at Nikki's track record with men and like causing problems and causing rifts and shit like that. Hmm. She definitely was in that house. Like, yo, you really gonna let him shit on you like that and and not he promote your album? Yeah. He, not promote your album. He don't write his own raps. <laughs> I can't hear her fucking laugh. Yeah. God, Nikki is just... and Meek and Meek put out tweets and shit like talking about it. Oh yeah, that's when he was like, ah, uh, Quint. He just randomly wrote Quentin Miller. Yeah, like he and was then... like he thought like he had Drake's number. Like he thought like he he just thought he had Drake's number. Like Meek was so confident, and when and when Drake responded, like he didn't know what the fuck to do. And then Nikki was just looking at him like, oh, you you're a fucking loser. <laughs> like, yeah, man. I don't know. I think it's weird, yo. That is that time frame. I mean, it will add up. I'm sure they've had some back and forth about it. Apparently, Nicki is on a new album, though. Oh yeah, they 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 water under the bridge now. Yeah. I, th- I think he just got past it. He doesn't hold that grudge. I think yeah, right that's there. true. They they're past it. Um, let's see, Blue Tent. Oh no, yeah that that's how you feel. That's how you feel. Had like the really really dope. Um. Nikki sample it's so random. Yeah, that's from Powerhouse. Um, she did that freestyle. Yeah. What the fuck I look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit was dope. Yeah, that shit was dope, and it fit at the end of the song, even though it was super random. Yeah. Um. Let me see. let's see. Blue tent. I mean, it was mm-hmm. cool. Futures on there. Um, I want to get to in my feelings. Talk about the Shiggy challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reg, you did that shit. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. <laughs> no, I didn't. I did not do the damn Shiggy challenge. Shiggy. Shiggy was out of the curve, man. This song was out a mere days. Yeah. It was out for a couple days, and Shiggy hopped on Instagram and just created a dance, and that shit went everywhere. Yeah. Had Will Smith out in London looking crazy. Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr., is the be- he did the best of it. He did the best. Oh, yeah? He did, he did the best one. Yeah, man. Everybody had to... People was jumping out their cars yeah. while it was driving. Yo, it was such a... Yo, we've been through some weird times, man. Mm-hmm. We've been through some weird shit. Just um, seeing people hop out their cars to record themselves doing this shit. I think that's funny. I mean, but you know, uh I like the video for this one. And then like remember uh when Kanye thought that uh Drake was talking about his girl, talking about Kim? Cause he when? thought he thought Kiki, oh yeah, you love yeah, me. Yeah, but he yeah. was talking actually he was talking about a girl that he actually dated yeah, because her nigga, cause he was saying no. It, okay. So there was a girl in Toronto, but then there's another girl. And her initials were KB, like I forgot, like Kenya, Kiara, like there's another girl that he like that he that he also dated. So it, it was like two girls. I know there's one girl that like his first girlfriend that was that that everybody knows about. But then there's another girl that they also said he was referring to, because mm. because KB, do you love me? And then he also named the city girls who are mm. also on the track, which was my proper introduction to the city girls. Nice, yeah. But um, Drake Drake's a clever dude, man. I just I would I would be so afraid. To to this to talk about these women because I would be terrified that like whatever flaws I have that they're just going to expose to the tabloids yeah. and shit like yeah. that or like shit that like I do or whatever like that like that nigga eating bad <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> Weird ass bitch. Yeah, like Drake is just I don't know. I just feel like, you know, um Drake Drake just does does funny shit. Like I feel like um if I was a rapper and I mentioned Sarah, Sarah would be like, That motherfucker eats tuna fish, he out the can, he nasty. Like I feel like Sarah would just try to expose me or some shit like that. Like, why are you telling everybody this? Oh my god. Yeah, um Yeah, man, Drake Drake is a Drake is a funny dude. I did like this video. It was very smart of Shiggy to jump on board the way that he did. And it got him a placement in the video. Yeah, it catapulted his career. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what he's doing now. He still look like he I I think he just makes skits. So I think he does like advertising and shit like that. Oh, like, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, With his girl sometimes. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, so it, he it seemed like he ain't got to really do much. He chilling. Um, yeah, and then this album, man. Yeah, man. Don't matter to me. It's so ghostly and weird. It's like, bro, why did you do this? Yeah, man. Michael Jackson, bro. Leave Michael alone. This is weird. Let bro. Mike rest. Um, it, After Dark is good. It's classic. That's classic. Cla- classic Drake. Yeah. Classic Drake. Dollar Sign. Um, you got Static, I think, on here. Static Major, yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Rest in Peace is Static. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Final Fantasy. Freak Man, Freak Man. Yeah, that's Drake. Yeah, for real. Um, and then you close out with March 14th, which I feel like his arm was twisted to make this song. Yeah, he had to. Um, it was kind of like a like a, a reverse Billie Jean, because mm-hmm. Billie Jean was his lover. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess he felt like he had to do it. I mean, even though, you know, you, you really didn't have to, Drake. No. It's, so, it's such an uninspired song. I feel like if he really wanted to make this, it would have sounded way better. I feel like his relationship with his son... Has grown and it, they it looks look amazing. It looks attached. great. Yeah, it looks they great. Look, they look like they really like each other, which is great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, uh, his son had that interview with the with the YouTuber, mm-hmm. and he was like, um, he was like, "Who's your he? Who's your greatest dad? Something like that, or what would be your greatest dad?" And he was like, "He is my greatest dad." And I was mm-hmm. like, "Man, that's so cool." Yeah, man. Drake yeah. Drake got 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 a media trainer already. That's awesome. Right, <laughs> right. But, um, but I do think that. March fourteenth is a good bookend to the album, mm-hmm. and it's a good closer. Um, but this album, man, Pusha T and, and Kanye West did a number on Drake. They did, they did. But it did prove that Drake can make hits in his fucking sleep. Yes, because it did. from what he said, if we're to believe what he said, um, "In My Feelings" was like a very last minute song that he put on this album. Mm-hmm. I think "In My Feelings" nonstop. Wasn't on there at first, um, and there's another song. I, I feel like that was when he was like, "Yo, fuck you." Oh, Kanye. eight out of ten, of course. Yeah. Eight out of ten wasn't on there. There's a few songs on here that just wasn't on there that he put on there afterwards. Yeah, and um, and I'm pretty sure. I feel like this just wasn't a double album before that whole shit happened. Um, and I'm almost willing to bet that this wasn't the album cover. This album cover is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to bet that the album you don't cover. Think so. you, I mean, he. I don't, I don't. I don't think Drake has good album covers. Yeah, but I think with this, this was gonna be a rollout. He was probably gonna have his son on the cover. Oh yeah, and Pusha T took all that. From yeah, him. so he had to like be like, ah, fuck it, just put up. Like, what is it? Like, this has no direction at all. Like, what is this? It's just a picture of him. It's a headshot. Yeah. What the fuck? A signed headshot. It's weird. <laughs> I mean, he did it for uh, comeback season too. Well, comeback season, I could understand because season he in the leaves and shit with a pea coat. It's super light skin, but I get it. This is just a headshot, and it's called Scorpion. It had no tie in at all to anything. It's weird. Okay. Um. But anyway, we have reached the end of this album, right? Mm-hmm. I am curious to know your rating. Two and a half out of five waffles. Interesting. Why is that? Um, there's a lot of filler on this project, and like I said, like yeah, like he has like hit records, but this isn't like a. a we we ha- like, and I'm comparing Drake to Drake. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, like this album wasn't good. Come like for Drake, I'm not like I know I usually say like, how does this add up to other classic albums? Like no, like Drake has bodies of work where you can like look at it and be like, yo, this is. Really good. Nothing was the same. If you're reading, it's too late. Take care. Like he has projects like where you're just like, yo, this is really good. You could tell that on this album he was unfocused. He was uninspired. Basically everything that Joe Button said about views, mm. he was on this album. Okay. Yo, forty. 
these beats sound real good. <laughs> <laughs> I think um I can give this a three out of five. I'll give it a three because on the listen back, I like a lot of these songs. It's just that the album just suffers from being too long. It's unfocused. There's a lot of songs that are just on here just to be on here. It's like he's trying to cover up for the controversy, and that controversy kind of threw him off his game. I think without the controversy, we would have got a much more focused album. I think we would have had probably the most focused Drake rollout we've probably ever seen. You know, he if it, if it was up to him at that time. Because, you know, he had... I think, he you know, he was supposed to do the whole Adidas thing with... Um, with his son, according to Pusha, at least. I, yeah, I think I think that worked out for the best. Though. I think I think I, oh, a partnership yeah, with Nike is better for him. Than, yeah, than of course, Adidas. of course. But I think that that would have tied into this album's release, and it would have went so good for him. It would have went so good. But I don't think without that controversy, he would have sold as many albums as he did. I agree. So I, I mean, don't think he's no, ever I'm sold that many albums in the first week. Yeah, I think I think this, Scorpion was his, his highest yeah, opening week. Everybody like was that. curious. Everybody wanted like, to know. Like how you gonna bounce back? You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, it is um, what it is. But yeah, um basically, you know, I, I, I'd say that uh for double disc albums, Biggie is, Biggie has like the Miami Dolphins, like the undefeated season. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, every time there's an undefeated team in the NFL, whenever they lose, whatever um still living members of that Miami Dolphins team get together, pop a bottle pop a bottle of champagne and have mm-hmm. a toast. So I just feel like Biggie just he still has it a fucking masterful double disc rap album, and I don't think I don't think anyone has been able to do it yet. I don't think anybody's been able to recreate that magic that Biggie did. I agree. I think I think this album is just a it's a all in all it's a swing and a miss, Um, especially cohesively. It doesn't play out the way that I think that they planned it to, Um, and that should knock them off his game. You know, so, but if you haven't listened to it, which I can't imagine that you haven't, this album is one of the most streamed al- albums literally of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but let us know your refreshed thoughts. Maybe revisit it. Let us know what you think now. I'm First Class Reg. I'm Tori and V. We out of here. Catch you next time. Peace. Dun, dun. <laughs>